1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnell. Well, we're one Jeff short of a load here today, but we'll somehow make it through, I think. Well, and the other Jeff is a load, but you yeah. know. <laughs> I want to say that. I wasn't, I wasn't going to take it there. No, yeah, I know. Right away. I was going to wait till later in the yes. show, actually, for that. Yeah. So, by the way, if you're uh, tuning in, we're going to be on Facebook Live right now. Yes. Just giving you a little inside look yep. at the studio so everybody kind of wave. And Jeff and I are not dressed identically. No. It's, it's just the same color of shirt. It is. Got, you got a USD. Got a USD yep. Yep. And I have got Carol Broadcasting. He's, he's, so. he's the good company man. Yeah. Got a game Carol tonight, got to represent. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Iowa State, or actually, South Dakota State. South Dakota State. Wow. Wow. USD. You said that? I know. <laughs> Ugh. It's, can you see the flames come off him on it's the video? Been a you can yeah. see the steam coming out of the, out of yeah. the headphones here. So, uh, but anyway, we're going to talk a little high school sports. We've got wrestling. Boy, that the the postseason for the girls coming up fast. So um, we're going to deal yeah. with that coming up in a few more minutes. We're going to kind of break down girls and boys basketball. We're going to go team by team yep. uh, a little bit later on the show. Talk about how they're doing and things. But uh, let's talk about some other news and notes. Some uh, oh, hardware being handed out for some local folks. Yeah, two of the absolute best at what they do. Uh, honored uh, this last weekend at the Iowa Baseball Coaches Association's annual banquet. Uh, I thank uh, Dan Palmroy for reaching out and letting me know. Of course, I didn't get over there uh, this year, but uh, um, you know, two guys that uh, tend to get honored a lot, and there's a reason for that, and that's because they're two of the best of what they do. But uh, uh, Jim Molitor, uh, as everybody knows, one of the elite umpires in the game, uh, was named the Northwest District Umpire of the Year, and then beat out all the other district umpires for state umpires of the year, so wow. congratulations. Congratulations, Jim. You bet. And then uh, John Hayden, the assistant baseball coach down at uh, Coon Rapids Bayard, was named the Southwest District Assistant Coach of the Year, and that's not the first time he's won that honor as well. So I, I know Dan said that we need to get those guys on Rewind, and we will probably try to do that, but it'll probably be after the winter sports season is mm -hmm. wrapped up because we got so many things coming up and going on here um, with the high school, with the playoffs getting underway and everything else. That uh, it'll, it'll be when things slow down kind of in between seasons we'll have those guys in and chat with them about it i know jim especially we talk about officials uh, every once in a while here on the program and talk about uh, how some of the really good officials, uh, they're worth their weight in gold yes. out there. And some of the bad officials, are, well, hopefully they get, they're getting better. Right. Uh, but way too much is put on the officials, I think, sometimes. But uh, Jim and those guys, they have done state tournaments years and years, year in and year out. But finally he said, okay, it's time for somebody else to step up and do that. So Yeah, uh, but still gets out there and, and officiates a lot during the season. Um, you know, you speak about the state baseball tournament. I thought it was funny because Jim had stepped away along with Dan, you know, a mm -hmm. couple of years ago. Um, but uh, not this past summer, but the first summer that Carroll hosted the state baseball tournament here out of these last two years. Um, they had an umpire overheat. Remember, we had that really hot yeah. spell that came in. And you know who jumped in there to fill his spot? Jim well, Molitor. Mr. <laughs> umpire of the Year. That's why he gets those awards, man. Absolutely, yes. I tell you, I mean, you talk about that. When they show up, that you know it's going to be a well-officiated game. They're going to yep. control the game. Yes. And they know the rules. And yes. it's just uh, it's, it's a pleasure. 
yeah, to do games with them. They know it so well that Dan Palmer, I actually, if you remember, we had him in here. He writes the rule book mm -hmm. um, every year. So I'm, I'm sure if you ask him, you know, like rule 4C or whatever, however they're labeled, you know, 4-1, he could probably, you know, just recite it from, yeah. you know, memory. Oh, so. absolutely. So uh, congratulations to yes. both those guys. Well-deserved. Uh, let's jump in with girls wrestling. Uh, hard to believe a state tournament qualifying is this weekend. Yeah, it's coming up on Friday. Um, all five of our girls teams, um, Audubon, uh, Carroll, um, East Sac, South Central Calhoun, and of course Kemper, they all go up to the Tyson Event Center. I just actually got off, I had a phone call with Jeff Honnold a couple of days ago and we talked about this because he's like, they have in two different regions up at the Tyson Event Center? And I'm like, yes, they will. They're going to have two different regions, so they'll take the qualifiers out of each region. Um, but uh, all five of our schools will be in Region 2, so they'll have to wrestle against each other. Mm -hmm. um, and it should be really interesting. Some of our girls' teams have really come on strong. Carol Tigers' girls have been wrestling outstanding. Uh, they took third last night down at Council Bluffs, Thomas Jefferson. Uh, Julia Canney picked up another championship. She's been really, really good lately. Uh, Avery Burke and Emma Grossman also took home first place last night, uh, and they've been wrestling will, really well as well. And Emma Daniels finished up in third. The Tigers were second just a week ago. I uh, wanted to mention this one uh, specifically because uh, ESAC County put together a tournament um, kind of last minute. Uh, it was like a lot of other tournaments, as we know, been canceled this year because of the weather. Um, so Chaps Wilkie, the head coach and AD up there, is like, let's try to get a tournament together. Um, we had most of our area schools went up to it. Um, the cool thing was, is I understand that they had like 70 schools reach out to them to try and get into the tournament. Not all 70 got in. Sure. But, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, yeah. You're, yeah. Everybody wanted to come on out. Everybody wanted that experience, man, just, they did. To, just to get a meet in. Yes. So, uh, great job of running. It sounds like it ran extremely well for the first time they ever hosted a girls tournament up there. They've run boys tournaments before, but uh, great job for them. And, and uh, you know, um, Carol went up there and, and had a lot of success that night. Um, also going up there um, was uh, East Sac County, of course. Olivia Villegas and Sophia Villegas wrestled really well for him. And Kemper went up there as well. Uh, Grace Hoffman and Sadie Smith uh, both finishing up runners-up for the night at that. Uh, with no meets on Thursday, um, there wasn't a whole lot. South Central Calhoun uh, on Saturday uh, went up to Spencer, um, and uh, they ended up uh, finishing uh, seventh up there. Uh, Courtney King took second. Iris Melody at Lacey Martin, Evelyn Kramer, um, and Delaney Westcott also finished in the top three with uh, Kramer being a second place finisher and, and her and Delaney Westcott have been really wrestling well and Courtney King for South Central Calhoun as of late as well. So that's the, it, it's all one weekend to qualify for the state tournament that is on Friday. Yeah that is Friday it'll start at 11 o'clock we're anticipating it probably being wrapped up maybe by about 4 o'clock or so um, so we'll try to get some updates uh, on the radio and stuff on how, how things are going uh, throughout the day for for those wrestlers and stuff that we've got up there and we'll see we'll know by saturday morning or so um who's all qualified mm -hmm. for the state girls wrestling tournament so you said there's two districts that are there yep how many regions. districts or two regions how many yep. regions across the state i think know? there's eight if i remember correctly but okay. don't quote me on that I, I just noticed that all of our schools are in the same region so i kind of quit digging after that i guess you could say yeah so there's so. four probably regional sites and then they're yes. just doing all the qualifying there yep. so they're going to be in coralville correct yes so State Girls Tournament will be uh, February the 2nd and 3rd. That's a Thursday and Friday. Um, and everything will be down in Coralville. And uh, we do have Jeff Honnold and Bill Kane that are going to be heading down there. Um, all of
of our state girls wrestling coverage, just like the boys, like we did last year, will be on our Carol Broadcasting Sports Network YouTube channel, mm -hmm. uh, and they will be live. You'll get play-by-play -play of all the area kids, and I'll try to put a list together of um, any other kids from our area and the area conferences that uh, you know that make it, and they'll update on how things are going there. Is it just top two in the weight classes? Is that what's going uh, yeah, to the top state? two from the weight class? From what I understand, yes. I and I, I know with the boys, uh, they've extended it. I don't think the girls have this year, so that'll probably be uh, in the future. But top two from each weight class from each region uh, will qualify for state. Yeah, it's. I think it's just been a rousing success. It has this first year. It's been crazy good. Yeah, it has. Uh, and uh, you know, I we've noticed it with some of the things that we do on our social media stuff, whether it be the pictures that Jeff Storyhan goes out and takes, whether it be our results pages, you know, that we type up every night. Um, girls wrestling is almost getting more attention, especially with the pictures. The pictures blow up the moment they're posted, um, or, or even our, our recap stories and stuff get pretty much more attention than anything else that's being played right now. So that's fantastic. It is. Yeah. There's been a lot of people that have, have jumped on board and really pay attention to what's going on with the girls in wrestling. With a lot of the sports, we sit there and bemoan about uh, lack of participation, lack of enthusiasm sometimes. And, oh, I'm just going to play it just to be, you know, just to be out for something. Or maybe somebody else wanted me to come out. This is a sport they want to be in. And yes. it's getting great attention. Absolutely. And you speak of that. I went up to a college, uh, some junior college, college stuff on Saturday to watch some of the area kids. I was shocked to find out. They were supposed to play somebody else, which I knew because it was on the schedule and got crossed up. The other team couldn't make it because they didn't have enough kids um, to be able to come. Mm -hmm. That's a junior college team. Mm -hmm. And then they ended up picking up a game against uh, a, a, a team from up in South Dakota on one of the Indian reservations up there, and they only had six girls. So um, luckily nobody got hurt. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I felt for them. Um, you could tell come fourth quarter that they were starting to run out of gas, and, and Iowa Central was able to kind of run away with it uh, in the fourth quarter in that game. So. All right, so going back to the wrestling coverage for the yes. state tournament. So once again, this is going to be on YouTube. You're not going to get video no. of it. That's that's just yes. out of our price range, honestly. It's way out of every radio station's price range to yes. do that. Uh, but describe how it's going to happen and where they can find it and, and give us a little more detail on that. So go to YouTube um, and search Carroll Broadcasting Sports Network. Um, and what we'll have is, is we'll have different setups for each of the different sessions. So when that session gets ready to go live, when Jeff and Bill are ready to take over, they'll kick it on live, and they'll go on, and, and uh, you know, they'll just be there. You know, you won't, like you said, we'll have uh, ads and sponsorships kind of flashing across the screen, so it won't just be a blank screen, but it'll be, you know, different sponsors and stuff that'll have things. We'll have commercials that'll play, so it'll be just like it's on the radio for the audio, except for it's going to be on YouTube. Um, the other thing you can do if you don't want to go to YouTube, a free sub the, the subscription to our sports network YouTube channel is free. All that does is it alerts you when we go live mm -hmm. and stuff. So that's all that does. Well, it, it's also going to be streaming on the bottom of our sports website. So if you go to sports.1380kcim.com, you scroll down kind of towards the bottom, you'll see this big video YouTube looking thing. Um, and you click on that, like I said, no video, uh, but the audio will be running on the bottom of the page. You can pull it up on your computer and listen. We went to this starting last year with the boys tournament partially because 
you know, it was so difficult. We always used to do it on kick, as you know, John. Jump in and out of programming, yeah. and you never knew when everything was going to be happening yep. exactly. Yeah, so it, it, it we didn't feel like we were giving as good a coverage as what we had hoped, even though we were getting live play-by-play of the kids. We had people saying, it's hard to know. All of a sudden, you're playing music, and then all of a sudden, it's the meet match, and then mm-hmm. it's gone, and, you know, and it's back to music, and it's hard to keep up with. This was the way we could figure out that we could go live and we could be live throughout the entire yep. session, you know, and stuff. So if you really want to know what's going on, it's a great place to tune in. You can track the whole meet yes. at that point. So all the other, you'll get results from all the other matches and see who's moving on and who uh, who won and all of that. So uh, let's talk boys wrestling real quick here. Carol, I had a great weekend over at the uh, Herb Ergren tournament. Yeah, and needed it and got it. You could tell the kids went out. You could almost tell it on Friday night. I, I didn't have a basketball broadcast on Friday, so I was actually sitting here with track wrestling pulled up and, and watching, uh, you know, the, the tournament over at uh, the Herbergens over at Ida Grove. Carroll came in ranked 25th in the duo rankings, but a good performance over at Ida Grove would get them into the top 24 and the top 24 teams in the duo rankings, which came out on Monday was who qualified then for the state dual tournament. Um, and, and the Tigers had that performance. They were in first for part of Friday night up to about the 182-pound uh, you know, range and then uh, ended up third overall after Saturday wrapped up. So that got them up to number 23 in the rankings. So they got into nice. uh, the state duels. They'll take on Crestwood Cresco, who's ranked number eight in the opening round Tuesday, December the 31st. That'll be over at Webster City. Um, the winner of that one will wrestle against Webster City. Um, so for Carroll High, Webster City, one of the teams that's in their state qualifying meet coming up here on February the 11th. So um, they'll kind of get a look and, and see on, on, on who they're going to do but uh, and what they're going to do over there. But uh, congratulations to them. Uh, they picked up three champions on Saturday, between Friday and Saturday. Draylen Schweitzer, uh, Kel Nelson, and Cooper Ludwig. Jaira Gallagos took second. Uh, Chase Regaler and uh, Colton Wheeland. Uh, Chase took third and Colton Wheeland finished in second place. So really good overall performance for the Tigers. All right, so let's talk uh, anybody else out there wrestling Kemper-wise. Kemper wrestling well. They uh, finished up uh, sixth over at the Rich Gray over at Interstate 35 on Saturday. Riley Parkus was their lone champion. Uh, Connor Hayes, Caleb Hoffman uh, finished fourth, and Owen Neppel finished in fifth place for them. Uh, They've been just really banged up, so it's kind of been tough for them. You know, to 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 always be there, but you know they're they're really starting to develop some of the younger guys, and, and you can see everybody starting to t- kind of turn that corner for them a little bit. Um, Ogden was fifth uh, at uh, the, or excuse me, Kunabis Beard was fifth over at the Ogden tournament. Tyler Moore had a really good day. He's had a nice year. Took second place. Johnny Cortez and Trainer Coast both finished up in third. Um, South Central Calhoun was supposed to go to Ida Grove for the weekend tournament, but uh, ended up with no school on Friday. Was not able to go Friday. So that means that they couldn't wrestle then on Saturday as well. So their only meet was last Tuesday. Um, they went one and one, uh, lost to Woodward Granger and beat ACGC. Uh, Brock Natras, Zach Trout, and Justin Rolfing all went two and zero for them. And then Isak and Audubon were also over at the Herbergrens uh, on in Ida Grove over the weekend. Um, Isak finished 18th. Charlie Vite finished up in second place for them. Uh, Audubon finished 23rd with Lane Elmquist, uh, their top finisher. He finished up in seventh place. Uh, Clay Perry did have a a good uh, quad for them on uh, Tuesday night going two and one in his matches.
All right, so that's uh, kind of a quick update of, of all the boys wrestling out yes. there. Uh, talk about their trip to the state tournament. It's going to be a little bit different, a little bit more extended than the, than the girls, but the one difference is there's only one round of qualifying. Yeah, so they, they've increased the amount of kids that, that are going to qualify, uh, but it's still going to be the top two from each of the districts, and then they'll, they'll go kind of based off of you know other things, rankings and stuff like that, that will get the other kids in. So we'll know right away if you finish top two in your district uh, you qualify we'll have to wait and see mm-hmm. um, you know it's kind of like state track you know yeah. and stuff you have to wait and I see who that. the other qualifiers are absolutely it, it you know and, and I get it you know you, you you have some you know districts over the years where you've had like number one number three and number four or number five all in the same district well only two of those guys are going to qualify now uh, you know that third guy will still have an opportunity to get there um, and stuff even if he doesn't take top two so when you have you know the fifth ranked guy maybe in the state not making the state tournament because he gets stuck in a district where you know you already had two other guys ranked ahead of him that's that's pretty tough to do isn't that gonna that's adding another day to the state tournament though? it right? is the state tournament will be wednesday thursday friday and then uh, as usual the placement matches and the championship matches will be on saturday um they, they've changed up the schedule a little bit as well besides adding a day so um in years past a lot of times what you would have is you might start with class 1A in the morning, but then you'd have some class 2A stuff in that session, and then you kind of get intermingled with the different classes all in the different sessions. This year, it's going to be everything for class 1As in the morning, everything for class 2As in the afternoon, everything for class 3As in the evening. So you won't have, you know, 1A and 3A wrestling in the session together. Nice. It's going to be all 1A at one time, all 2A at one time. It's a lot so, cleaner way to run a tournament. I mean, they had to do it the way they did it in the past. I understand yep. that. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot cleaner to do it this way. It is, especially for us trying to cover it mm-hmm. um, and, and stuff. The tough thing for Jeff and Bill is, is that literally they'll start at 9 o'clock in the morning and probably won't wrap up till 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So they'll get a small little window that's, in between session that's, one that's and session two. That's called the work two. day, boys. That's called the work day. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yes, facetious thing, yes so. absolutely. Yeah, the tough thing is, is just, you know, hopefully they'll get some breaks maybe in between wrestlers or whatever where they can, you know, run out and grab something to drink or grab a quick snack or something but otherwise it gets pretty tough down there when you're when you're busy for seven eight hours like that so it is but if you're a wrestling fan that is the best way to catch the state because you get the live play by play you get the updates on all the other matches you find out what's going on you can just continually track things all the way through. yeah they'll talk team standings they'll talk everything so anything that's happening down there you'll know because they're going to yeah. be live the entire time when you have three hours to fill you talk about everything <laughs> so that's the way that works We're going to step aside, take a break. We're going to return and talk a little basketball, girls and boys basketball. What's going on with each team coming up next here on KCIM Sports Rewind. As athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team. Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. Attention high school sports fans. Are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. 
Every sport in Iowa needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. That's my favorite PSA right there. <laughs> I'm flat out. It's so true. If you didn't pay attention to it, uh, first of all, you should always be paying attention. You never yes. know what you're going to miss on KCIM Sports Rewind, especially. <laughs> but uh, it's if you're an armchair official, you love to complain about the officials, guess what? Grab a whistle. Yeah. If you can do better, do it. Go if do not, it. keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Otherwise, I guarantee if you do it, you're going to have people yelling at you, too, because they're yeah. going to think that you did things wrong. So, yeah, you and I kind of had that discussion before the show even started today. You know, it's not an easy job for them. Do they make mistakes? Absolutely. Everybody's human. Do you disagree? with some things absolutely you know and it's okay to disagree but you know do it in a respectful manner sure. and, and you don't always see that um, and it's I, I don't want to get started but it's drifted over into the kids out on the floor I mentioned it during the game last night I'm not one of those guys at my age that says everything's got to be like it was in the 80s but the one thing I'd like to see is is that it's a coach's job to comment and be frustrated with a call when it doesn't go your way. Um, for the kids, I, I think they need to go back to the raising of the hand when you get a foul call. Yep. You know, and, and there's probably, hate to say it, but it needs to be some more technicals called because if you react when you get called for traveling or you react in a negative way after getting called for a foul, I think you need to be teed up. I think we need to get that out of the game because I don't think it's been good for the game the last few years. Of, and I love the kids, don't get me wrong, but how much they, they yap now out on the court when they don't like something. And it shouldn't be that way. It's a learned response. It They're is. not doing it to start at home. They just decided it was yep. you know, bad. And it starts, you know, elsewhere. People are watching pro and, yep. and college games, and everybody complains about the officials and things. And it's just gotten yeah. to the point where you know, I don't, I don't want to see the officials take over and make it on their shoulders to call technicals right. no, all the time. Right. It's got to be the coaches yes. and the parents to kind of police this themselves yeah. a lot more. But if they did at the beginning of the year, you start getting some technical fouls because you react, yep. you're going to clean it up fast. Yes, absolutely. It happened in our day. I, you know, I, I, the one time I spoke up in a game, I got whistled immediately, and, and guess what? I sat the rest of the game. I could have went back in, but coach wasn't going to let me back in, and I told you if my mom was there, I probably wouldn't have been sitting on the end of the bench. <laughs> You'd have been in much worse trouble <laughs> at that yes. point. Yes, so, so it, it's got to start at home. We, we need to police this stuff just a little bit more. Alright, oh, we're off the soapbox. We're yes. going to jump into some boys swimming. They had a meet this past week. They did. Uh, went down to Lewis Central on Saturday uh, finished up in fifth. Uh, really good competition. A lot of uh, teams from Nebraska were there, not just from Iowa. I think there was a team from Kansas as well. Uh, Legan Cisa had a really good day. Took second in the 100 fly and third in the 100 breaststroke. Um, Kyle Sundrup also had a really strong day for them. Ty Thomas swam well for them. Their relays had a couple of fifth place finishes. So um, a really a good day. Tristan Blair swam well for him. Jacob Graving. So um, even know the team standings they were in fifth uh, individually they don't have a ton of kids so individually they really went out and swam well so good job by them uh, what's, yes. what's next for them? Do we know? Uh, I mean, how, yeah, how far they, away are their are there They're state a couple of weeks away. They've got three more meets. Their first one comes up this Thursday. I'm going to be hosting Spencer. I'm going to try to slip over to that one for a while on Thursday night and maybe get some video interviews with, uh, you know, some of the kids or whatever. But, they're yeah, they've got three more meets before their state qualifying meet comes up. All right, let's talk girls basketball. Let's start with, uh, I don't know, Kemper Knights. Yeah, Kemper playing extremely well right now. Went 2-0 and this last week. 
week with big wins over Clarinda and Creston. They're probably one of the hottest teams right now in the Hawkeye 10 Conference. They've jumped all the way up into that middle part, you know, kind of battling for a top spot, you know, in the conference. They've got a chance to get into that third, fourth slot before this year is over. But uh, um, just really good team effort for them right now. Catherine Mayhall, Franny Glenn had like 18.14 rebounds the other night in their win over Creston and did a nice job defensively. Elsa Tiefenthaler is a freshman playing really well. Lauren Bell playing well. They're getting, you know, good contributions from the bench defensively. They're just really, really good um, most of the time. They struggle a little bit, um, giving up some dribble penetration last week on Monday to Harlan. But other than that, usually defensively they lock you down. And then their offense has come around. They're starting to hit some shots now, which was a struggle earlier in the year. Carroll High kind of on the upswing right now, too. Yeah, they're playing better since the break. Uh, they only got the one game in last week, and that was to a, a you know number two ranked North Polk, and they were in it at halftime, and then kind of had a, a tough third, if I remember right, outscored like twenty three to eight in the third quarter, and things kind of slipped away from them. But um, you can definitely see see the progress that they've made. I mean, they were down forty four to one in the second quarter the first time Oof. they played North Polk. Yeah. Um, so um, really playing much better basketball um, right now. Madison Tuning's really come on defensively. Kate Naden, uh, Caitlin Aiden with her length is, is really creating some problems and Cam Shable um, shooting the basketball well as their leading score. All right, talk to some other, some other teams going on. South Central Calhoun's another one of those teams that uh, they struggling a little bit right now. Right, yeah. Just just, to, they've lost a couple in a row. Yeah, they did. Lost to two good teams, uh, Pocahontas area and, and Sioux Central. I, I think the surprising one was they, they were up big in the first half against Pocahontas on the road, and then Pokey made a run on him in the second half and came back. I wonder if those second half struggles kind of led into to, to Saturday night. They fell at home to Sioux Central, who's a good ball club, but Sioux Central kind of controlled that game, and I I think that was the surprising part of that. Um, South Central led at the end of the first quarter, and then Sioux Central just able to get into the to lane too much. And then the other thing that was surprising, whether it was off of a defensive rebound or a turnover, um, they were beating the Titans down the floor handily. There was three-on-one breaks a lot, wide open layups on the mm. other end and stuff a lot. So uh, defensively, the Titans are going to have to fix some things. And I think they maybe started that last night with a win over at Emmitsburg. It was a struggle. Ended up winning 39-32. to But uh, Kylie Schleichman and Riley Matta continue uh, to play well for them. Um, Two teams I do want to bring up really starting to come on. Esac County sitting at 2-1 and one here over the last week. Uh, beat Altarillia and Woodbury Central to win their last two games last week on Friday and Saturday. McKenna Steiger really starting to shoot the ball well. Kind of saw that talent in her, and now she's getting comfortable and shooting really well. She actually had an assist to Mary Bontrager at the at the buzzer to beat um, Altarillia in overtime the other night. So congratulations to them. Bontrager had 25 in that game. And then they're getting some balance as well. Jen Ashinger and, and Addison Ehler both had good games for them and a big win over uh, Woodbury Central. And then also Peyton Chardin getting their first win of the season. Uh, they win an overtime up at West Harrison Friday night the other night. Uh, Becca Anderson uh, led them with 29 in the game. They outscored them 8 to nothing in the overtime. So really congratulations to them. Emma Stream also playing well. Coon Rapids Bear too. Certainly don't want to forget about them. 3-0 and over the last week. Beat a ranked and undefeated Woodbine team on the road. 
Aubrey Hoffbauer uh, had the big shot late that gave them the lead and turned into the game winner. Malia Clayberg, just a freshman, really starting to come in uh, on. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows how good Breeley is, and she's having a great year. Uh, but Malia, 16 the other night in that win over Woodbine, and then last night in a win against Ogden, had 25 points and 11 rebounds. So she's playing extremely well right now on the girls' side. Let's talk boys' basketball. Let's start with uh, the, where the, the health of DJ Vanami stands right now for Kemper. Latest I heard um, was that uh, he's going to be out for a few weeks, uh, may not be back until sometime in the postseason. Yeah, they were hopeful he would maybe be able to return sooner, but uh, after some talking to some specialists, they said, nah, pump yeah. the brakes a little bit. Um, just taking precautions. I don't think sure. anything's, you know, seriously wrong or anything, but they, I think they just wanted to make sure the last specialist I understand that they saw kind of said, let's pump the brakes a little bit. We want to make sure that, you know, nothing's, so let's mm -hmm. sit him and, and stuff. I do know he was up at UN I get looked at for a football visit uh, this past weekend or the, the last couple of days saw that out on Twitter so uh, he, he's doing well but yeah he's going to be gone for the next couple of weeks probably at least yeah, again, that's going to be a hurdle that Kemper's going to have to overcome. Yep. But again, uh, they're looking solid. I mean, as you head towards the playoff run, playing the pairings be announced sometime fairly soon here. They're looking good. They are. Pairings for the boys should come out somewhere around February the 6th or something like that on that Monday, somewhere in that area. Um, the Knights uh, did lose to Pella over at the Gilbert Tournament on Saturday, but Pella, a traditional power in Class 3. That was close. That was close, yeah. Played them really well, um, but uh, ended up falling at wins over Class Lorinda and Creston ahead of that, so they went 2-1 and one on this week. Uh, Michael Kaspabauer really has upped his scoring as of late. Dawson Gifford also had some big games. Um, Carol Tagger struggling a little bit. Um, turnovers really is kind of what uh, is, is hindering them. Um, lost Saturday to Roland Story in a game they probably should have won up in the fourth quarter. Um, lost as well to North Polk on Tuesday last week up in the fourth quarter. Um, the sad thing is it's, it's 8-9 turnovers in those fourth quarters not mm -hmm. just in the game but eight or nine turnovers in those fourth quarters that seems to be turning the tide for the other teams and letting the other teams go on runs yeah real tough to win if you're turning out losing eight possessions yes like late in a game like that yeah so. absolutely how about everybody else in boys basketball Isak um, went two and one this last week uh, lost to West Bend Mallard beat beat Alta really and Woodbury Central Sam Julin has uh, been implemented into the starting lineup he's been playing really well that kind of gives them another score to go with Ryan Clare and uh, Luke right. Um, South Central Calhoun kind of similar with the girls struggled this last week. They did beat Pocahontas area but they've dropped two straight. Um, kind of got routed by Sioux Central on Saturday night in a battle for first place. Those two were undefeated yeah. in the conference so it was kind of a shocker. They were down by as many as 33 uh, in the second half in that game. And That was and, the game that got postponed from Friday night. It was yes. just, I don't know, just a weird feel maybe? It was, I don't know. yeah. Um, the one thing I noticed, I was there and, and, and this is, you know, not saying they were doing anything wrong but South Central was a lot of one-on-ones. Whoever brought the ball up kind of penetrated, tried to score on their own. There wasn't a whole lot of passing um, and stuff. They didn't shoot the ball well, so that hurts. When you're going one-on-one -on -one and you're not hitting shots, that that affects you. Sioux Central was, man, they, their passing and their spacing was really crisp. I mean, if they dribble penetrated, they didn't get a wide-open layup. They were kicking, and, and then there wasn't just a kick to the first guy. He would move the ball around, and they'd end up getting wide-open looks, and, and they knocked down shots and they shot it really, really well. And once they got on a roll in the second half, they yeah. just kept on that roll.
when things started to kind of landslide a little bit against the Titans, but I thought they'd bounce back. They went up to Emmitsburg last night and got beat against. So they've dropped two straight, so they've got some things that uh, maybe they need to get going here. Tyler Leitner and uh, Eli Wheelock have been scoring quite a bit for them here as of lately. Um, some of the other teams are Weevo went one and two this last week. They're so balanced over there. I kind of joked with Coach Wilkin after the game last night. I'm like, you know, it's hard to pick a player of the game for you when everybody scores between 9 and 11 points and everybody <laughs> has between 5 and 7 rebounds and everybody has about 3 or 4 assists. It's, you know, everybody kind of plays the exact same yeah. game. It's kind of hard, um, you know, to determine that sometimes. But uh, that may, that's what makes them, be, they're playing better basketball now than what they were, and that's part of the reason. Uh, Coon Rapids Baird went 0 and 3 this week, but uh, losses to, to Woodbine and West Harrison, two of the top teams in that conference, along with Xyro Corn Kimbledon, who they will be hosting tonight. Um, and then lost to Ogden last night. And it was turnovers in the third quarter, scored just two points in the third quarter. Otherwise, they were in that game down by one at halftime, rallied back, and, and only fell by six. But the third quarter, the difference in that one. Uh, Glidden Ralston 0 2 this last week, uh, lost to Booyer Valley, and then lost to number one Grandview Christian last night. Audubon uh, went 1 and 2, beat Booyer Valley on uh, last night. Colin Bauer had 24 for him. Edward Miller finished up with 18. And, and Ike Manning went 1 and 2 this week, but really playing good basketball. Uh, they picked up a win over Tri Center. Uh, they're so balanced. They're kind of like South Central Calhoun. They got four or five guys uh, that can really go out and score the basketball. They've been shooting it better. Ross Kuzel, Reed Henners, he's been huge on the boards for them um, mm -hmm. during this run for them. Caden Keller and Ben Ramsey also uh, playing extremely well for them. And they're getting Cooper Earlmeyer back after missing some time from an injury. So they, they'll, they'll continue to get better. Yeah, you mentioned they're, they're a team that could make some noise in the playoffs. Yes. Absolutely, really like the way they play, and you got an elite coach down there, and, and Keith Wagner. He just knows how to get a team ready to go, especially for the postseason. And I think they'll have a chance. Haven't seen the pairings yet, so don't know who they're going to get matched up with, but they'll have a chance with him on the bench and with the balanced scoring and balanced athletes that they have. It's about two weeks before the boys' pairings come out. Yeah, girls' pairings are actually supposed to come out this week on Thursday uh, for classes one A, two A, and three A. We won't know Carroll High until next week, and then uh, boys' pairings. I think it was. February the 6th uh, for the uh, 1A, 2A, and February the 8th for the 3A, which would be Carroll High. Man, we're getting close. I know. It's Hard to believe. <laughs> this has gotten Two this full weeks left of the regular season, this week and next week, and then you're into postseason action. That doesn't seem even possible. I know. So we'll keep a track of all of it for you right here on KCIM Sports Rewind. It's brought to you exclusively by St. Anthony Sports Performance Program. If you're a junior high, high school, college, or even adult athlete who just wants to play better, be stronger, this is a great program for you. It's an eight-week program. Call 794-5241. Be your best preseason, in-season, or off-season. Again, a podcast available of KCIM Sports Rewind coming up here in moments on the website and mobile app.